Welcome to Grad Life on Holiday, a very, very special episode of the Grad Life segment of the Gradcast podcast. So I'm Monica. I'm here with Vicky. Hello. And I'm here with Gavin. What's up? And we have Greg producing. What's up? And today we're going to talk about being grad students over the holiday. And by holiday, I mean the winter break holiday. I don't think I'm going to define it by Christmas just because everyone, some people don't celebrate, people celebrate different things. So I'm just going to say the winter holiday break. Mm -hmm. So to start, I'm thinking maybe we should all quickly talk about what we do. Do we have a break? Do we take a break? What's, What's our routine when it comes to this end time of the semester? I am a huge advocate for taking a break. There's no reason to not take one. If everyone else is taking one, if your profs are taking one, your PIs, your supervisors, you are also allowed a break. There is no reason for you to be working above and beyond. You are going to get your stipend regardless, and your thesis is going to progress. Just take the break. You're going to get insane burnout if you don't. So, I yeah, two weeks for me at least. At least two weeks. <laughs> at least. I need it. Okay, so when <laughs> I do work you, hard. <laughs> when do you, like start your break right. slash go home is it like when the term ends like how so do you... the major thing for me is where we work um so i'm in robarts and there's a huge holiday party um i think the week of the 19th 20th so whenever that happens the day after i'm out nice. that is the <laughs> that's the key time for me and everyone else is out too so it's not just me so that seems to be like the canon for uh for robarts at least so after that we're done we had our party go take a rest and come back after the new year. Nice. Okay, yeah. Gavin, what about you? You, uh, I'd say for me it's the same, usually two weeks. Uh, I think one holiday time, I think it was two years ago, I took three weeks off. Wow. Ooh. But I had to request that. <laughs> okay. But I, I left in mid-December and came back in like mm-hmm. first week of January. Okay. And I actually look back, I kind of regretted it because I got bored the last week. <laughs> really? And I, thought, well, I realized, well, now everyone's back at work. I have nothing to do. Mm-hmm. So... <laughs> And for some context, I, I go back home in the UK. I live in the countryside. I can't renew my insurance for a vehicle because I don't go to a UK institution. Mm-hmm. Or I just have to pay, like, regular rates. And my dad said no. <laughs> so And I went, like, I'm not paying for that either because it's a yeah. lot. So I was right. pretty much stuck in the countryside 30 miles close to near city. So. so you can't drive a vehicle? Not over there. Not not legally. <laughs> <laughs> you can drive. Monica, like, you I can, can drive. drive a vehicle here now. I can drive a vehicle in Canada, but right now okay. not my own country. Huh. So it's it's a little bit crazy. That's a little bit trickier. Yeah, yeah that piece of independence is like kind of gone. While I was going to say, I probably wouldn't stay at home for three weeks if I had to stay at home for three weeks Literally. and not that do was other ap- things. But that was during like, I was entering the second year of back then my master's. So right. I got a lot of work done so I thought you know I'm gonna ask for three weeks off but mm-hmm. then after I realized I didn't need three weeks Not two weeks it. was actually enough it's fair enough well then um last year I took a month off wow <laughs> okay so oh, we're okay. progressively getting yeah. more <laughs> we didn't I, plan that no. <laughs> no we didn't plan on getting progressively larger in our breaks I went home 
around the beginning to mid-December, like probably around the 10th. And I okay. don't think I came back until like the 7th of January or something oh, like that. Oh, okay. Yeah, that is a month. <laughs> yeah, I took like, and I will say like I definitely sprinkled in some work here and there while I was at home mm-hmm. because, yeah, being home for a month is like a lot of time. But yeah, I was uh, not anywhere near campus for a full month at the end of the term, and I greatly appreciated it. So that's uh, my experience from last so, year. So you enjoyed it then, right? For the most part, yeah. yeah. I will say normally when I go home after being at school for a while, I go home and I probably sleep for like a yep. day first <laughs> before like interacting with anyone. And then like once I've come to, <laughs> then it's it's pretty good. It's pretty relaxing for the most part. And a lot of my friends are at home too. Mm-hmm. So it's just nice being able to go home, see my family and see my friends. Right. Do you think the transition then is easier if you take a longer break? Like, are you ready to go back to work after a month of vacation or does it matter really if it's two weeks versus a month? I feel like as, at the end of that month, I'm like rearing to go. Like I'm mm-hmm. ready to come back. I'm super motivated. I'm not feeling those feelings of burnout or anything anymore and once again like transitioning it wasn't like a hard stop when I went home for the break like I went home and still did some work leading up to Christmas so it was like a slow fade Mm -hmm. into the holiday and then once at least for me because we celebrate Christmas once Christmas hits no work until I come back to school right Mm -hmm. okay so that's how I dealt with it Mm -hmm. last year anyways yeah, I feel the same way. I feel like the longer the break I get, the more eager I am to come back because I do get bored. And at the same time, same as you, Gavin, like all of my friends, they end up going back to work, going They're back gone to school. You. Yeah, yeah. And so what's the point of staying if everyone else has gone? So I might as well just go back too, right? So I, I feel the same way, though. I like ready to go back to work, ready to start new again. And uh, it's it's a nice needed break. So the people who don't end up taking breaks or you know take maybe two or three days I think that's awful because there's no there's no downtime it's a lot well okay let's let's speak about that then Mm -hmm. so you when you're going home for the holiday break like you are taking a full break full stop yes unless there are deadlines that I need to meet after the break so if there's something coming up in January like uh, conference abstracts or grant applications or scholarships or whatever ends up happening in January I will work on that and that's mostly just the writing aspect but in terms of conceptualizing my thesis or something like that I I don't bother because there's time for that when I end up going back to the lab. Okay, so the only time that you do work over the break is if there's something that necessitates work being done immediately when you come back. Yes, if there's a hard deadline for me to get something done, I will do that work. Otherwise, I don't bother. Okay. Because it's only two weeks, right? So, yeah. Fair. No, yeah, that's the same for me. Mm -hmm. It's it's always grant applications, conference abstracts, and part of you wants to not have to work on it because you keep telling yourself I'm on holiday I don't have to I shouldn't be doing any of this work but at the end of the day the deadlines are looming yeah they end up coming quicker and quicker yeah at the same time like that's so poorly timed yes but but then we I think (laughs) I just lost my words there I I think it just gets so complicated though because that's it's not really the university's fault if it's an external conference or grant application that's whatever company decides, you know what, they don't need to work over Christmas. <laughs> they can keep going. Oh, yeah. So you guys may not have this problem, but mm-hmm. in my lab, uh, we have mice. And I'm, since yeah. I'm from London, I'm the one that's designated to go in and check them. Oh. As well as my, my lab manager is going to check it for half the time. Right. So I have to go in on the 22nd, the 24th, and the 26th in the morning to check the mice, make sure everything's going okay. And then on top of that, I'm supposed to come back on the 2nd, mm-hmm. January 2nd. 
So I'm only, I only really have like, technically I have a week and a half off, but I have to come in mm. three days during my week off. Do you get paid for that? No, I don't. Well, it wouldn't be extra. It's just yeah. whatever you end up getting paid, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But so, the other yeah. thing is, though, I just took two extra days off so that I can have the and next week off. So is that something mm-hmm. that you negotiate with your PI or is it sort of unspoken? Because I find it hard to, you know, say, I deserve this break. I'm going to talk to my supervisor about it. I just end up taking it and I don't tell anybody. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like everybody else had already decided and, and figured out what they've done. Right. Like for uh, Christmas. So they had already decided they're going to leave. Mm-hmm. And so it was essentially just me and my lab manager. And it's like either I'm going to come in or she's going to come in. So yeah. she took one week and I took the other. Mm-hmm. And so like that. To me, that seems reasonable, but like yeah. obviously it's not ideal. No, no, right? it's not because I also work with mice and I mm-hmm. don't have that problem. Me and my other lab mate, we both leave. We don't have a lab tech. And I think what we end up doing is we pay facilities to yeah. deal with it. But my supervisor is okay with that. So so then these yeah. checks that you're doing, do they, is it like you walk in, you take like five minutes and you get to go home? Or are you there for like a while? I'm probably just going to go in, just look at things. Yeah, which kind of sucks. I just think coming yeah. in on Christmas Eve is a little bit ridiculous. But you think the 24th, 5th, and 26th would be a... Well, yeah, that's the like, 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 no university, yeah. like, closed? Technically, the university is closed, but still, people will be coming in for ACVS. Yes. Because of all of right. our animals, right? Mm-hmm. So people yeah. still work. Yeah, they have vet tax, that sort of thing. And I usually thought that it's their problem and it sucks for them, too, because, you know, everyone should be getting a break, right? But mm-hmm. I I don't know. Yeah, I've never had to do that. I've always felt guilty about that, though, because I would want to do something. But mostly with that, I sort of separate my experiments so that nothing can happen during the break. Mm-hmm. So I'm sort of, like, left away for that. And then when I come back, I'll start breeding my animals and yeah. that sort of well, thing. Well, I do the, the same thing. It's just yeah. we have a lot of, like, genetic lines that we're keeping right. yeah. that are very problematic. Yes. So, so there's probably a lot of problems. Yeah, so, like, I have to yeah. come in and just check the mice lines that I have nothing to do with. Right. Yeah. Sounds awful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. In undergrad, I was breeding a bunch of, like, C. elegans in their little, like, mm-hmm. petri dishes and stuff like that. <laughs> um, fun fact about me, yeah. yes. Just for everybody else, what is a C. elegans? C. elegans stands for Canarabditis elegans. It's which a type is... of nematode, which is oh. essentially a it's parasitic a worm, right? worm <laughs> a microscopic parasitic worm. This was the research that I was doing in undergrad. Um, taken a bit of a shift since then. Mm-hmm. But um, I left them over Christmas break. I did not go see them, didn't go decontaminate them, didn't do any of the things that I was supposed to do. Came back and they were all dead. <laughs> but then it turns out I did some de- decontamination when I got back because, like, those plates were nasty when I got back to school. I can imagine. <laughs> and it turns out they had entered, I think it's called the dorsal stage. I might be wrong if I'm wrong. Sorry. Um, I think it's called the dorsal stage. And what that essentially means is that they put themselves into like a really deep sleep until they're in an environment again that provides them with some sort of food or some sort of like energy input Mm. that they can take in. And so once I decontaminated my plates and tried to move them to newer plates, I did what was called like chunking. So I would literally like cut out a chunk of like the Petri dish and stick it in a new plate so that if any nematodes were on it, they can kind of just slide right off and go towards like the food source. Um, And it turns out a million of them were just in the dorsal stage. So they were all fine. I just thought they were dead. (laughs) They were just hibernating for the winter. hibernating. It's like, oh, she'll be back. Yeah. Let's just sleep this off. I will say it was a terrifying experience. Like I went back to school and just like straight up cried (laughs) for like two hours. I was like, I just killed all my experiments. It was fine. It was all fine. So with that then, all of us in some capacity do work over the break. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right? We can all agree yes. with that. More or less, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so 
Um, first off, thanks to everybody who participated. If you know what I'm talking about, I posted a thread of questions on Twitter for grad students' perspectives on what they do over the holidays, the work that they do over the holidays, whether or not they do work over the holidays, and just their experiences overall. And we actually ended up having a really overwhelming response. Low-key, I feel a little bit like Twitter famous now. I'm not, <laughs> but like, so I just like... We'll get you it. there, Monica. We'll Thank get you, you there. I'm, I'm trying. <laughs> um, <laughs> it, it felt good. So the first poll that we put out overall, I also put this on my personal Instagram. Um, was this one that we put on the GradCast Instagram? I'm pretty sure I retweeted it, yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Okay. Um, so the first question that we put out was just a straight up yes or no question. Do you do work over the holidays? Um, the Instagram poll that I got up, it was 83 to, what is that, 17? 17. Yes, thank you. I was like, ugh. Um, <laughs> 83 to 17, yes. So 83% of people that responded to my Instagram poll said, yes, they do work over the holidays. 17% says no. On Twitter, there were 136 people that voted. 69 said yes. 31 said no. Hmm. Like percent. Okay. So majority is yes. Majority is yes, yeah. but that's like a lot lower than I expected, right. to be honest. Well, we have like a 70, would we say a 75%? ish here yes yeah because i say i'm i'm pretty much low-key when it comes to uh to doing work over the holidays so uh, we represented the population i guess yeah roughly yeah four of us here okay Okay. accurate Accurate. awesome okay (laughs) so then vicky i guess this question only applies to you oh no when you're not doing work over the holidays do you feel guilty about not doing work i do yes so i always think that i should be doing things but i usually talk myself out of it because at the end of the day so the problem with me is, well, it's not a problem. It might be a problem. Um, <laughs> depends who you ask. Yeah, it depends on who you ask. If you ask my parents, it's a problem. I don't go home often enough. Um, I, oh. yeah, I go home for Thanksgiving for like a weekend. I go home for the Christmas break and then the summer and some random weekends just throughout the year. So they don't really see me often enough. So I feel good that I get to go home and see them and they want to spend time with me because they don't see me at all. Um, So I do feel guilty that I don't do work, but then I also feel guilty because I would like to spend time with my family. And if I'm working, I am not spending time with my family, right? So it's, yeah, there's a little bit of guilt on both sides. So I'm just overall guilty. Yes. Okay. Okay, What about Gavin and Greg? Do you guys, if you try or attempt to take a break from work, do you you find yourselves feeling guilty about not doing anything? Oh, 100%. -hmm. Really? Yeah. I was thinking like, just like, you know, watching a movie, relaxing and drinking hot chocolate. I'm thinking, (laughs) I really should be working. <laughs> I could be no, working no, on this. No, right no, no. Keep watching. <laughs> yeah. As soon as I finish hot chocolate, you now it tastes a lot better if you'd finish that work. Oh, <laughs> I'm like, no. I hate you, brain. <laughs> I know, right? I really you're like, do. this hot yes. chocolate would be a really great reward for finishing that yeah. Yeah. act right now. Reward before achievement. <laughs> what about you, Greg? Yeah, I, um, I'm undecided. I've only been, like, this is my second year, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so this is my second Christmas coming up in grad school. But I think in my first Christmas, I had to come in as well. I had to come in the second half to look at the mice. (laughs) They were all okay. No problems. Um, But yeah, I did like no work Mm -hmm. and I was completely okay with it. Oh my God. (laughs) But the problem was like, I feel just like part of that, I think it was two or three weeks that we had off because my, the rest of my lab went on vacation. So we just took it as time off as well. But I just got bored. That's true. Honestly. And so like this Christmas, the first week, I probably will just start just doing some work, probably like just various things that I can do that mm-hmm. I like from home. 
But then the second week, I'm going on a cruise, so I'm definitely not going to do it. Oh, well, then. (laughs) Casual. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I feel guilty over the break Mm -hmm. when I'm not doing any work. Like, I find myself, if I'm watching, like, a movie or if I'm literally just, like, sitting (laughs) and, like, doing nothing, I'm always like, I could be emailing this person right now. I could Mm -hmm. be organizing this right now. I could be writing this right now. I could be doing... X, Y, Z. And I know that I attempt to use the holiday break as a time to catch up on all the work that I put on the back burner throughout the semester, especially towards the Mm -hmm. end, because I usually get overwhelmed. So I also feel guilty. Um, And that's pretty consistent with the polls that we put up as well. (laughs) I think with emails, though, I don't feel as guilty when it comes to emails, because I know that they're not going to read those emails until after the new year. People take breaks. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Even if they're very urgent, I just Mm -hmm. know, like, at least the 2nd of January, you're not reading your emails. Does anybody, like, say they're going to catch up on all this work and then get none of it done? Yes. Yes, me. All the time. (laughs) I think that's happened to me in like undergrad. I'm like, oh, I'll do this and Mm -hmm. I've been delaying this for so long, but then I just never get around to it. I don't feel guilty about it. I just... Greg I try to have a guilty conscience. Yeah, no. One day, life, I'm heartless, guys. I'm heartless. <laughs> you just realize everything's going wrong. Yeah. I should have done this. One day, one day, one day. <laughs> I yeah, I feel the same way. I make like a huge to do list for myself, mm-hmm. and then I get back from great break, and I'm like, I did none of this. <laughs> so it's always great. And um, yeah, the polls we got, the Instagram one I had, it was 75 25 uh, for feeling guilty versus mm-hmm. not feeling guilty if they don't do work. Oh. On Twitter, it was 78% of respondents feel guilty if they're not doing work. Uh, 22% of them are not guilty. And on the GradCast Instagram, 100% felt guilty. It was 100%. Lit- literally wow. everybody. Yeah. <laughs> so, Guys, get heartless. Come on. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Be I mean, like Greg. The, the, Twitter, the Twitter poll kind of makes sense. The 75, 25. Yeah. That yeah. Sums makes, it up. Yeah, yeah, makes a, yeah, We yeah. are the 75. <laughs> <laughs> Greg <laughs> is the 25. <laughs> <laughs> Only One day Greg. he will join the dark side. Yeah, we'll see. Know. He hasn't gotten there yet. No, He'll 100%. Get there. <laughs> so... I don't know. Part of me felt a little bit better. I was like, okay, well, I'm not the only one that feels mm-hmm. guilty about this over the break, which feels nice. But then at the same time, like, this just proves. And someone retweeted one of my tweets with this fact. They were like, how are we ever supposed to establish a work-life balance if, mm-hmm. like, we're going home on an intentional break and we're feeling guilty about not yeah. doing work slash we're using the break to do work? Like, how are we ever going to establish those boundaries for ourselves? Yeah. <laughs> Doing our work. I hear in like Australia, they have a really good boundaries there that like they'll just go home and nobody will do any work at home. Like after work hours or even like during Christmas or whenever. That's what I've heard from people from Australia. Huh. So maybe we have to like go over there, take a little vacation <laughs> and just figure <laughs> just out what to do. Take a cruise doing. over there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Honestly. Yeah. But that's what I've heard though. But maybe. I don't know what it is they do. <sighs> yeah, I think we're all really bad at setting boundaries. At it least might, it I might am. be like a yeah. society. Thing. I was going to say, like, Western culture in general really just emphasizes the fact that we you should be working. We romanticize being busy. And oh, yeah. Work. Oh, yeah. All and the time. And it doesn't make sense mm-hmm. because I'm tired all the time. But then, you just, <laughs> but then you try to do nothing. Right. And you're just getting fidgety. It's like, must do something even if it's random is that you just need to do something well that's the problem right like we are instilled to believe that we have to do something all the time we don't have to do anything ever we can do whatever we want productive right yeah exactly or i'll find i'll be like okay i'm not going to do any work today and then i'll like send five emails like (laughs) do like revise like a paragraph like things like that Mm -hmm. and i'm like oh i feel good i didn't do any work today but like (laughs) i did all those things (laughs) like why do i feel like this why is my brain wired this way yeah and then Mm -hmm. um 
another poll that we had put out and maybe Gavin this is when we can get a little bit of your perspective and obviously it's not like the summative perspective but like you'll be able to uh, ask help. at least one point of view <laughs> yes one point of view in this was the last poll that we had put out was if you are an international student do you feel overwhelmed with the finances and travel logistics while still thinking about work and this Twitter poll 95% said yes 5% said no the 5%'s the rich people. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, or they just really don't care about money, which is right. also possible. Um, I mean, I guess stress about finance is just living. But <laughs> when it comes to traveling, I mean, it depends on, one, how far you have to travel. At least for me, going back to for context, the United Kingdom, for me, it's, like, not just geographically far, but it's still financially high because once you hit the Christmas times, prices for airlines go up. Right. So I pay about average $1,000 for a return oh. ticket. One way. One, no, return. Oh, okay. So yeah. back. If it was, Round trip, yeah. Yeah, no, I would probably would have to figure something out if oh, that was man. one way. But it's still $1,000 yeah. I have to budget for because mm-hmm. I still have to pay for tuition. Yeah. But mm-hmm. it's not, it does get stressful, especially if you know you can't, one, if you definitely can't afford it yourself and you don't really want to ask your parents to do it. Yeah. Because, one, you want to be independent, so you don't really want to ask them. But it, it does have its difficulties mm-hmm. having to think about, can I afford this flight? I still got to get this assignment done. Are you distracted from booking your flight and the prices go up because you're too busy working your assignment, <laughs> but then you try to go uh, yeah. worry about your fl- finances for booking the flight that you forget about your assignments due tomorrow. So it's. <laughs> oh my yeah. god! But then on it top of that, mm-hmm. to fly internationally at least, you would have to fly out from Toronto as well. Yes. Right. Oh. So you're also trying to arrange like transportation for yourself to get to Toronto. It, to get to your flight. Yeah, it's so much better now that Greyhound goes straight to mm-hmm. Pearson Airport. Yeah, yeah. I remember the first year when it didn't. I'd have to get the bus. I'm trying to remember how I actually did it. I think yeah, I had to get a bus to Union and mm-hmm. then get from Union the train from Union. Yeah. So And that is such a convoluted way to get to Pearson for sure. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. Jeez. It does add extra stress. Yeah. <laughs> right. I think that's something that we all take for granted. Because oh, for, for sure. most of us we live in a relatively mm-hmm. local Yeah, close area. proximity to family, that sort of thing. Yeah, like within yeah. a couple of hours distance. Mm-hmm. Or like a couple blocks. Yeah, yeah. okay, yeah, Greg, you, you get yes. it. It's convenient. For you. <laughs> and yet you still bring the motorcycle to school. <laughs> no, I mean like a couple blocks from my parents. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. You but live yeah. a couple blocks from your parents. Yeah. Wow, Greg. Um, <laughs> doesn't want to go far from home. No, yeah, no. no. But I'm like Greg. 20, 30 minutes away from school, though. So oh, far from yeah. school, but close to home. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> He's got his priorities straight. That's all that matters. <laughs> Fair enough. Boundaries, guys. Yeah. Boundaries. Boundaries. Well, also, it helps to be heartless. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my God. Okay. You need a little bit of that heartlessness. Okay. Yep. We're presenting the perfect segue here. So in terms of boundaries, <laughs> oh, <laughs> let's no. talk about questions that we get from our families over the Christmas break. <laughs> When those walls are broken down with a sledgehammer. Right? I just feel And like you only get those questions during Christmas break. When yeah. I go home for a random weekend, I don't get questions. Nope. I'm just doing my own thing, coming back. People appreciate me. Only when it's Christmas break do I get these ridiculous questions. And I find, at least for me, I get them like tenfold because I'm also hanging out with my extended family members, like all my aunts, uncles, mm-hmm. cousins. Exactly. So... Yeah. You're not only getting the questions from your parents, but you're getting it from your extended family. So and you're you getting the same it. question yeah. like 15 times and your yeah. soul just like breaks into smaller pieces mm. every single time. Yeah. <sighs> Are we ready to talk about that? Yeah. <laughs> ready, as ready as I'll ever yep. be. Might as well. Should we go? Let's talk about what 
everyone on social media said first, and then we'll talk about our experiences. All right. So what I got on Instagram, so the weirdest questions, shouldn't you be done by now? Well, I guess they're not weird. It's just tiresome. Uh, yeah, shouldn't you be done, done by now? When will you be done? Are you going to be done soon? How come you haven't finished yet? Those are all grouped into the same category of please don't ask me. I think that's like the number one question yep. that anyone in grad school gets yep. over the break. And that question just like hurts my soul. <laughs> it just, like just don't remind me when yeah. I have to be done. <laughs> I, I know I should be done soon. Well, and please. I think it's frustrating because I think at times it is with good intent because sure. if you're in a family where no one has ever gone to grad school mm-hmm. or any sort of even undergraduate, like university right. experience, any sort of post-secondary education, they're not going to understand how long it takes, when you should be done, anything like that. So sometimes I think these questions are innocent, having said that. <laughs> when you're being asked these questions, every single time you see these family members and you're still in <laughs> grad school, like you can't help but have your soul crushed because it's like, I know that I'm not done. <laughs> like That's why I'm still there and that's why I'm coming back. Yeah, And it's just, it's hard because I think... I don't know if our families have this perception that it's like a predetermined timeline that we should be for following sure, for or sure. if there's, yeah, like a certain narrative that most grad school experiences take. Mm-hmm. But it just becomes frustrating because then it just makes you feel crappy if you're behind, quote unquote, in any regard or not even behind, but just like. It makes you feel like you're behind, though, because if people are always asking, when are you done? No one cares about the process in between, right? About what I'm doing now. How are you doing? Maybe. Also, like when I'm done, you're going to know. Yeah, you will like, know. You'll be at the graduation. Will, it's like, fine. Oh, trust <laughs> no. me. I, there's going to be celebrations in the street. Exactly. <laughs> I'm going to be throwing a friggin' parade for myself. Like, you will yeah. all know. So instead of asking mm-hmm. me, just wait for my call. Like, yeah. don't call me. I'll call you. Yep. Leave it like that. My people will call your Especially people. Especially if it's the summer <laughs> when I'm writing. It's like, I swear to God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like, it'll not. be done when I write. And then the other question I get is, oh, but you just need to write papers. Just write them and you'll be done. Yeah, like, let's let's write them. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, that's yes. Good call. That's where you yeah. go like, okay, hold that thought. You <laughs> yeah. just disappear in the next room. You come back with pencil, piece of paper. Okay, here you go. Yeah. <laughs> Intro, methods, results, right. discussion, conclusion. Don't forget an abstract. I'm yeah. Citations References. have to fill a specific format. <laughs> Title has to make sense. I want authors and affiliations all in there. Yeah. Oh, don't forget acknowledgements because they will get upset. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. It's just like, oh, okay, <laughs> writing's so easy. Perfect. Like, yeah. hand them my laptop and be yeah. like, let me know how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. Write it and for it, me. And yeah. they ask, what's the topic? Well, that's for you to figure yeah. out. <laughs> you decide the topic. It's that's all the up to you. <laughs> that's how grad school works. Where's you figure it out. Go get it. <laughs> how? Figure it out. Yeah. Go collect it and yeah. let me know how it goes. Oh, man. So, yes, the when are you graduating? Mm-hmm. And, yeah, the writing one, that one's a little weird. I can't say I've ever gotten that one. I get that one on occasion. And because the way that I describe my, I guess, grad studies to my parents is, oh, you know, like you... I'm going to do work and then I publish a paper and once I get all of those things published, then I'll be done. They're like, oh, but it sounds so easy. You can just publish it right now. Just write write it. What are you doing? You like take out your computer, start writing. You can just publish it. Yeah. Yeah, I can just publish like it. Like every time. Like yeah. It's like, <laughs> oh, so where's easy. The, where's the drinks? <laughs> yeah. Because I think of a common misconception about grad school is that your work is heavily dependent on multiple other people. Yes. It's not like, and also yes. like, it's not like you're just working on one single That's the thing. thing. Like often you're stretched pretty thin working on multiple projects or doing multiple different pieces of work. So mm-hmm. you're not going to be able to dedicate your time to just get this done <laughs> in like two hours. It's true. It's so true. Like, <sighs> Tell that to my parents, Monica. They need to hear it. We'll sit down and have <laughs> a chat. Send this episode to them. Yeah. <laughs> one yeah. time. 
My dad, okay, he was joking. But one time my dad, like, sat me down just, like, a couple months ago. And he just looks at me and he's like, where's your report card? And I went, what? And he's like, you've been in grad school for, like, six years now. And I still haven't gotten a report card. Like, what are you doing? Like, you Fair have, enough. Like, there's no proof that you have done anything. Oh. <laughs> I was just like, okay, one. <laughs> False. <laughs> Two. That's not how grad school works. Like, we, I don't want to pay $15 to get a transcript. Yeah, exactly. And I will say, like, that's something that bugs me here because I've attended other universities where if you are an alumni, you get all of your transcripts for free. So you right. can request yeah. as many as you want. Whereas here, exactly. Like, I'm not going to pay $20 to give you a report card that I got <laughs> back in my first year oh. of my PhD. So, like, he was he was joking. So it mm-hmm. wasn't, like, that irritating. But at the same time, like, I can only it imagine. It hurts a I'm, little. I'm sure there's yeah. some family members out there that fully believe, like, you have nothing you, to show for it. You, what yeah. are you doing? Like, you've been in school for a million years. Like, yeah. there's no tangible evidence that, you <laughs> that you've been, been there. Yeah. I don't even think my parents know that I'm still going to school. <laughs> <laughs> These probably think I'm just living in a different city at this point. Yeah. Do they know I'm studying? I don't know. Oh, God. It's just up that for you're them. There. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Well, I think the other, and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but I also get this question quite a bit. One of the biggest questions anyone doing their PhD anyways gets is like, so when are you finished medical school? <laughs> what kind of doctor are you going to be? Yep. Can you be my doctor? <laughs> and I, like, I'm getting frustrated literally <laughs> about this and I Take don't know breath. how I'm going to like spit out my thoughts right now. I'm like a Captain Holt, <laughs> once again, from that clip online, where it's like a doctorate, like a PhD is a doctorate. It is literally the word for doctor. <laughs> Do not come at me about medical school and what type of doctor I'm going to be. I'm not going to be, I'm going to be useless. If someone has a medical emergency on a plane, I'm not going to help. That's not I'm for not us. my hand up. I'll yeah, be able not to for tell me. you how to communicate about medical emergencies yeah. empathetically, because that's what I research. <laughs> I I literally tell my parents I am a doctor of thought. I am a doctor of thinking. I am a doctor of nothing else. Do not ask me about other other aspects. And I have other family members will ask me things about neurology and that sort of thing because I'm in neuroscience. I'm like, I don't know anything about, you know, different like neuro aspects. I know how to fix this mouse, but I don't know how to fix a human. Don't ask me, please. Uh, I think the way I end up clarifying it always is, like, I'm going to be a research doctor, Mm -hmm. not a clinician doctor. And that usually kind of helps. But I think for me, the problem is that a lot of the research I do takes place at the hospital in a healthcare setting, Mm. talking to patients or healthcare workers. And because of that, it ends up kind of intertwining some of these perspectives where everyone thinks I should have some sort of like clinical knowledge, clinical background, clinical understanding. And I'm like, (laughs) I do work in clinical settings, but that does not mean that I'm the expert on any of this. Like I am not licensed to give you medical advice (laughs) whatsoever. And I will not be after this degree. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Like once I get that title, it's not going to make a difference. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I don't know if you get that question at all, Gavin, but, uh, uh, Surprisingly, no. It's <gasps> the question life. that I get is You're mainly lucky. constantly having to tell my parents what it is I'm doing, like trying mm-hmm. to explain my research. I can only get half the point across, I think. So you look at other places or like <laughs> want to find places to say, I use the Earth to study other planets and moons. <laughs> but how? I'm like, 
Okay, how long? Yeah. <laughs> dinner is maybe an Thanks. hour. Yeah. And I'm usually the one making dinner as well. Yeah. <laughs> you're like staring and yeah. you're like, oh my God. Yeah. You no, guys. For the past six years, I've made Christmas dinner. Wow. Oh, Gavin. That's so, a good skill set. But, and it's I like don't. they ask, so that's why I'm going like, don't ask me this now. The I'm goose cooking. is over there. The stuffing's here. The goose? And oh, I swear to God, Gavin. if anyone touches the potatoes, someone's going to die here. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, I'm calm until you put me in a kitchen and it's like high maintenance yeah. stuff's going on because <laughs> especially when someone's over my shoulder like oh, what if you just do that it's like I swear to god yeah. oh my god no. nobody, <laughs> no. nobody made Gavin angry <laughs> like mom I love you but someone's not, gonna, not, not, not now <laughs> someone's gonna get Maybe later. stabbed one day that's what we know yeah. oh man I know I'm going through the responses on Twitter yeah. right now just to see um, another one that I got a couple times on social media was um, and we've discussed this one mm-hmm. a little bit before we started recording but it's that people make these weird offhand comments like oh you're getting your PhD you must be so smart and they <laughs> say it sarcastically slash like condescendingly yeah. and I kind of don't understand where that snark is coming from and frankly like it's completely undeserved no, because, yeah. Because, like, who are you to tell me or make fun of the fact mm-hmm. that I'm getting my PhD? Like, what a bunch of You're dorks. the one who asked <laughs> what I was doing. Yeah. If you asked, I'm going to tell you. I'm not going to lie to you. Exactly. I'm not and bragging. Like, why, you asked me. Yeah. Yeah. There is no, like, bragging element to <laughs> no. it. So I'm kind of, I'm, I don't, I don't appreciate that people are trying to make fun of my degree. Because yeah. I'm working my butt off. It's not like I'm sitting here, like, screwing around yeah. all the time. No like, one's just giving me this title yeah. for doing nothing for five years. Yeah. I'm not just sitting yeah. here thinking about my topic. And yeah. you're like, okay, there you go. No, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So I don't understand. I would understand, like, I personally have not experienced this, but I could completely 100% understand why that's absolutely infuriating. Like, I think I would mm-hmm. completely be seeing red. Because, oh, like, who too. are you to tell me? Or make fun of the fact that I'm doing this. Like, it's none of your business, frankly. Oh, yeah. No, I'm totally on board with that, too. <laughs> I know, I like going through uh, yeah, the responses yeah. still. Um, let's see. Comments about questions such as, um, what are you going to do when you're done? Have you thought about what you're doing? Have you applied to any jobs? Oh, yeah. oh don't worry. You'll totally get a job when you're done. I do get that. <laughs> yep. Well, not, the, not like, oh, you'll totally get a job. More like, have you thought about what the next stage is? And I always go like... I'm, it's it, it's wherever the opportunity is. Yeah. I think at this day and age, we can't be, since we can't be limited to staying in one location. Mm-hmm. So it's whatever comes up, comes up. I know for some people, it's like, wasn't well, that a bit risky? Well, it's like, that's more reality than, yeah. uh, than anything. Cause <laughs> well, you don't want to try for one aspect, right? Or one career opportunity and not get it, right? Yeah. You're, You're just setting yourself up for failure. Yeah. You go all the way in. It's like, oh, I'm at the last stage. You don't yeah. get it. We're like, well, what now? Yeah. I didn't. All those other job opportunities I mm-hmm. turned down because I thought I was going to get this one. Right. But. No. no, but I think with the grad school, like going into grad school, you should know that you're not you don't really have a set plan to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. It's like there's so many different ways that you can go after you finish grad school. And it's really like at that point, you have to figure out which way you're going to go and what is available at the time. Yeah. I mean, it's good to have yeah. an idea, but you don't have to say, like, oh, I'm definitely going to be this. I mean, kudos if you say, like, oh, I'm going to go for this and nothing's going to stop me. Like, you know what? I respect that. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like. Think of other options as yeah. just as plan B, C, D, E, and F, and so on. Because yeah. in general, this is a risky field that we're in. Grad school is yeah. very risky in the sense that there's no exact job lining up for other schools, like professional schools, law schools, med schools, PT schools, all of that stuff. You have a job lined people up. People don't retire. Yeah, people don't exactly. retire. Everyone is tenured, and no positions are left. 
Plus, on top of that, they end up cutting a lot of those positions in mm-hmm. favor of part-time contract workers. Yes. So it's super precarious. So right. don't tell me like, oh, you're going to get a job. It'll be fine. Like, we don't know it's going to be fine. Yeah. Leave me alone. Can you do that voice again? No. <laughs> it was a one-time thing. <laughs> I feel mean, like I'm aware of the He's going to go back voice. and clip that. Yeah. yeah. And save it in a folder that you can't find. <laughs> put it on repeat That's going right to be like now. our new intro from now on. Oh, <laughs> oh I can't wait for Oh, that. you just did it again. <laughs> yes. Oh, whatever. <laughs> Bunch of dorks. Yep. So, um, yeah, that question for me is just, I think it's more so like, what are you going to do when you're done? Mm-hmm. That's super nerve-wracking. I end up developing like a complete pit in my stomach. Yep. Every time someone asks me that question. And oh, it's I know for that sure when, a trigger. Yeah. Right? I know when I started grad school, I was like, oh, my God, I'm totally going to go into academia 100%. And I've become significantly more jaded since I started. Yep. And now I'm like, I don't want to go into <laughs> yeah. academia. I have to find another opportunity. Yeah. Exactly. For sure. So I'm just kind of like, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. Tell people in your age group to retire and maybe I'll get a job. And the thing is, too, you don't want to tell your family that you're going into something because then your family's going to tell other people that you're going to end up doing this. It's going to be in the holiday Christmas card. Yeah. And then they <laughs> what think if it's like a guarantee. Happen? Yeah. And I don't want that set in stone because it's probably not going to happen. It's just something that I'm thinking of. And if everybody else knows that that's what I'm going to end up being and it doesn't happen, then it's a letdown for me. It's a letdown for my family. It's a letdown for everybody. Right. So I just don't want to get into that. It just reminds me of those shows, especially those holiday shows where they think you're going to win a contest. Mm -hmm. And then they're so sure that, and even you're so sure that they go off playing Mm -hmm. like a surprise party. Like, yeah, you did it. You don't do it. You're grumpy and miserable on the way Mm -hmm. home. And then they just, you open the door and they say, congratulations for winning. Reminding yourself that you lost. Yeah. Yeah. That's (laughs) literally what what that means. Like I didn't do it. Speaking of other comments, questions, things like that, that we get during the holidays. Um, One girl submitted a comment that I thought was really interesting. Let's hear it. She said, where did it go? Right here. She said she is doing a PhD in English. And the most annoying thing is when people pedantically correct her grammar. Like they caught her in some huge mistake. And then she says, when really, grammar is a social construct, and I choose to spend my time doing things other than proofreading emails. Yeah. I don't know. Does anyone get questions or, like, people trying to do, like, these weird gotcha things, like, based on your field? They, hmm. You know what I could think of is sometimes we're like, oh, you've not heard about that recent news in planetary yeah. science? So I'm like, you know how many things keep coming up when it has to do with planetary science? A lot. I can't right. keep track of them all. Yeah. No, I feel the same way. Like, oh, did you see this documentary on the brain? Do you know what's happening here? I'm like, no, I, I didn't because it's because I'm not doing work in that. <laughs> I'm going to read articles related to my field. <laughs> For now, at least. Fair. But, yeah. I've never personally gotten any kind of questions. It's very or... sparse. And it's more so like, oh, like, what do you mean you haven't heard of that? I thought you knew everything. It's like that sort of thing, but not in a bad sort of tone. More as a surprised. Surprised that you didn't know what the lay folk know. But also, yeah. like, you're not the like the authority on all knowledge. <laughs> like, <laughs> that, like You would think, right? But... I don't know. Some people may see you as that way, Monica. What about you, Monica? Do you get it? I don't get that. Personally, no. No comments like that. I think the most, like, I'm trying to think of the questions that kind of either frustrate me or, like, give me a pit. And I think the main ones we've already discussed is, like, when are you finishing? Why haven't you? I know for me also I get a lot of questions. Um, A lot of people I know are relatively aware of where, well aware of the fact that a lot of PhDs based on funding stipulations take about four years. Mm-hmm. Um, and I personally... None Guelph. Hmm? Guelph is three. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. They're screwed there. <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm like, ooh, 
I should go over there. But like people regularly do it in three. Like it's normal. My friend did it in funding, three. Funding period is three years. Really? Interesting. They're the, apparently the regular. It's five. Anyway, yeah. we're, yeah. we're yeah. going yeah. off. Yeah. No, I was gonna say the average PhD is actually about five and a half years, and mm-hmm. the average funding period is actually five or plus like a little more. Yeah. Right. Um, well, at I, U of T and like McGill. Five, Some of them are five, six. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's much more than f- like four mm-hmm. years. Yeah. Than we do here, right? They're Especially much longer. longer. Yeah. And so I know that a lot of people that I know have heard the narrative that a PhD is supposed to take roughly around like four years. And mm-hmm. so I'm taking a fifth year because I received funding that pays me to mm-hmm. take a fifth year, essentially. And so I get a lot of comments being like, well, why are you taking that extra year? Like you were supposed to finish in like, four. Are, yeah. Are you behind? Yeah. yeah. Like why, why aren't you, you doing work? Why yeah. are you putting yourself behind? You were supposed to finish in four. Why can't you finish in four? It doesn't like, why are you doing that to yourself? And it's always just like. What's wrong with you? That's <laughs> essentially what they're saying. <laughs> I've gotten that question wow, before. What's wrong, what's wrong with, you? with you? I've literally huh. gotten that question where they're like, why are you doing this? Like, it doesn't make sense. Like, what's wrong with you that you need to take a fifth year? And I have to be like, nothing. Like, yeah. I'm taking advantage of the fact if anything, that I got... I'm doing well. Yeah. Like, I'm doing very well. That's why I'm doing an extra year. Yeah. And also, like, someone told me once that your PhD is one of the only times in your life where you get to be a little bit more selfish with mm-hmm. what you're doing and the work that you're doing. Okay. And, like, obviously there's a lot of context and stipulations surrounding that in regards of, like, funding and your relationship with your supervisors and things like that. But it's one of the only times where you can take the time that you need to do the work that you need to do and be completely selfish with that and do things along your own timeline mm-hmm. publish what you need to publish what you want to publish and get it done because afterwards you you don't get afforded those timelines and ability to do that work and so that's kind of what I use as my justification whenever someone like talks to me about it I'm like this is the only time that I get to like put out quality work and spend time really mm-hmm. in my work making sure that I'm doing a good job and I'm producing things that are really good and so that when I finish I'm not scrambling to publish things or get things done like they're all going to be completed before I finish and I know that it's going to be wrapped up nicely with a nice little bow at the end of it that's so. really but insightful. But you're going <laughs> to lose your mind though in the process. Hmm? You're just going to lose your mind. Oh absolutely too. I'm always in like a head bashing mode. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> So I would say those ones. Mm-hmm. Um, I know a couple girlfriends of mine that are in grad school get really annoying questions in regard to um, antiquated societal expectations about mm-hmm. being a woman. So it sucks because they've accomplished all these like amazing things and they're in grad school and they're like <laughs> kicking butt 100%. But then people are like, why aren't you married? When are you having kids? Why aren't you doing like it's always something in yeah. relation to our relationship status and like. Shut up. Like, is, that, is that really an accomplishment? Getting no. married or having getting a married kid? Getting married is not an accomplishment. It's not. That's what it's I'm saying. It's a hindrance. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Vicky has some very specific views. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's it's not, like, I wasn't going there, but yeah. It's like, I think people perceive it as an accomplishment because it means that you're taking a step forward, quote unquote, in your life. But I wouldn't say that it's accomplishment by any means. I think like it's if you get married, great. Like, yeah. yeah, you made a commitment to someone. That's yeah. really great. But and I that's don't... totally separate from your career. Exactly. Totally separate. Yeah. And I don't understand why those things have to take precedence over the goals that I've set for myself in my career mm-hmm. or why those things are weighed more heavily. And it's completely off topic, I find, because if you're asking me about what I'm doing in school and then you're moving on to your relationship status... I thought we were talking about, you know, my progress. Why are we going off to my progress somewhere else now? Like it's it seems a little off topic. It doesn't yeah. it just it doesn't make sense and I don't understand why your I guess your success is equated with where you're at in terms of the societal 
mm-hmm. milestones. It just doesn't make sense yeah. to me. Like, why can't we focus on the fact that we're accomplishing all these really, really great and cool things? Like, we're publishing mm-hmm. we're, these papers, we're doing these experiments, we're giving these talks, going to these conferences, winning these scholarships. But it doesn't matter because you're not ba- like you're not married or you haven't had a baby. Like, I don't. <laughs> It's rude. It's straight up rude. It's antiquated and it's rude. We don't need it. You don't ask guys about it. Don't ask us about it. Leave us That's alone. True. Sorry, Monica's like the end. There. <laughs> the end. Monica's done ranting there. Well, yes. some people do ask guys about it, though. I would say significantly less than Is girls. it weighted as heavily? So if you said, for example, like, oh, no, I'm not in a relationship or, oh, no, I'm waiting to get married or whatever. I've would they drop it? I've definitely had some aunts that do they pursue really hmm. encouraging me <laughs> yeah they just take you out to the local bar and be like all right we're gonna help you <laughs> let's yeah. do this so it seems so. like you haven't done this in a while Greg. <laughs> oh god i just think i just think that line of questioning mm-hmm. should be like avoided. off limits avoided especially during the holidays yeah. especially the during the holidays and once again like it's inappropriate like if there's information that we want to share with you we will share it with you you mm-hmm. don't need to sit here and you don't make need to me coax it out bad. of me yeah about X, Y, Z. Like, it just... Mm-hmm. And once again, like, none of these things are actual accomplishments. Like, they are just added bonuses, if that's <laughs> how you perceive them. Fair enough. This is, like, where I start trolling people. Absolutely not. Yeah. No? No? no. You wouldn't do that? <laughs> no? Okay. I'm not in that mood. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I just... uh Yeah, I don't know. It's just... It's a frustrating topic for me, because mm-hmm. that is a question that I get, like, very often. Because I've been, like, some of my family members or friends would be like oh where, why don't you have a girlfriend I'll be like oh I have three yeah. <laughs> I have one for every day of the week actually yeah or you could be like maybe I have one and maybe I'm just choosing not to tell you about it for yeah. a reason mm. like, I like I like the oh. suspicion yeah <laughs> or you just go like maybe yeah like, I'm, I'm so might. yes or no yeah. oh, maybe. we'll see yeah, yeah you just <laughs> we'll say, see I like that who says I don't we'll see yeah. and then just leave it if they press anymore I you're like, like eh. but wait what? Just leave it open-ended. I like that. And they try looking yeah. at Facebook. It's like, oh, you won't find anything there. <laughs> <laughs> you could be like, I didn't define what. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. my girlfriend was. Who my girlfriend was. <laughs> Good luck. Sort. I yeah. just like trolling people when I don't want to answer a question. <laughs> yeah. It's you clearly like, just make up all your answers, Greg. Yeah, pretty much. Like yeah, literally years. all your answers. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we all have to start taking the Greg approach. And I, just, yeah, uh, I, it works pretty well, guys. TM, the Greg approach. The Greg Trademark. approach. Yeah. Making up. All your answers to everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Do you guys get any questions, weird comments, things like that during the holidays as well? We we covered most of them, I think, in terms of on my end, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. How about you, Gavin? No really questions. Just my friends constantly making fun of me. It's like, so you're studying rocks in space now. Oh, my God. <laughs> and like, yeah. It's mm-hmm. like, what's the difference? It's like, there's a big difference. <laughs> They've really distilled that down. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's you, a you lot. You can always it's count on your friends, space, man, to guys. make you feel like you're space. not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But not really any other questions, at least mm-hmm. not from my end, I can think of. Yeah. No. I can't think of anything else personally. Like, for the most part, the holidays are really great. I just find that, like, yeah. very relaxing. I need that time off personally. The holidays are truly a blessing. I'd probably take a little bit of a more cheerful twist on this. During your holidays, what's your most favorite part hmm. of the holidays? Besides the not working. Right. <laughs> um, going home, seeing my friends. Haven't seen them in a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do like catching up with people. I can think of a very specific instance. Like, I enjoy mm-hmm. all of those things 100%. Yeah. My favorite thing that I can always think of is, um, <laughs> it's very cute, Christmas morning. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, all of us sit around the Christmas tree, open our presents and whatnot, 
and my dog, <laughs> Cooper, who is the cutest dog on the planet, and you cannot persuade me otherwise. He's the cutest, number one. That is it. No argument. <laughs> um, he also gets a bunch of presents every Christmas. And what oh, he does nice. is we always open his presents last. So I should say he sits around the tree with us when we open our that's presents. Hilarious. He loves sitting in like the middle <laughs> of us like or something like that. Um, we open his presents last. And every time he gets a new present, so first off, obviously, he gets so excited. And also, Cooper's a golden retriever, just to give you like <laughs> a visual so excitement here. overload. So he's yeah. like super excited. And what he'll do is like he'll grab his new toy and he'll hold it in his mouth and he'll do like a show and tell where he'll like walk around the circle of all of us and like show us his new That's toy. Adorable. And it's like, oh my God, it's the cutest thing on the planet. Like last year, like we're so obsessed with this dog that last year my mom made everyone like a homemade calendar, like a 12 month calendar that was all just pictures of our dog, like all just pictures of Cooper on it. It's it's like Cooper's the greatest a celebrity. He is. He's yeah. like he's so cute. You can't convince me otherwise. Well, he no has one. his like red carpet walk, doing his show walks yeah. around <laughs> Christmas morning. He's yeah. so smart. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> that was like the most awkward part. <laughs> he's very very smart. So I would say that's probably like one of my most favorite parts of the holidays. It's just like seeing how excited mm-hmm. he gets and like how cute he is with all of his new toys. Yeah. Yeah, I can't compare. I, that's It's just seeing friends and family for me. You have the most amazing part of your Christmas. <laughs> How about you, Gavin? Uh, no, it's being with loved ones, but mm-hmm. at the same time, I do love the food. Yeah, I am a food because you cook it yourself? Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I get to look at it afterwards and go like, yeah, I made that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and people are enjoying it, you know? They probably, exactly. Yeah. The only comp- complaint I always get is usually always from my mom. It goes like, you made too much. Like, That's not prefer? a complaint. Would you prefer I made too little? little? Have you seen me? <laughs> I eat for two. <laughs> <laughs> but also, like, leftovers yeah, are a leftovers. good thing. Oh, yeah. I fed us for the next three days. There you go. That's Where'd not a complaint. Go, yeah. yeah. What you about you, Greg? Them? What's my favorite? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Probably. Is it trolling all of your family? Yeah. Telling lies, this Christmas. It's not just family; it's friends as well. That just repeatedly ask me questions, and I'm like, "Why are you doing this?" No, I don't. They want to hear the new lie of the day. Yeah, yeah, right. Well, the thing is, like, if I they know it's not like they know I'm trolling them, so it's not Mm -hmm. really a lie. It's like, yeah, no, it's it's funny. Yeah, yeah, but it's like it's probably this Christmas. It's gonna be going on a cruise. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, family. Like, you're gonna be there too, but it's it's really the cruise. Yeah, top notch. (laughs) I like the ship more (laughs) it's just nice to have a little break and just relax Mm -hmm. and hang out with family that's true that's always a highlight and going on an actual vacation helps yeah yeah okay that's fair Mm -hmm. well uh does anyone have any last minute thoughts for this holiday episode of Hmm. grad life i expect to see a lot of christmas sweaters around yep Mm -hmm. yep everywhere you know what social media Mm-hmm. Oh, that could be interesting. If anyone can send us their very yes. interesting Christmas sweaters. <gasps> a call. A call to A every- call yes. for ugly Christmas sweaters. Yes, Come on, please. Guys. We have some interesting ones this. here. I put my Darth... I don't know if anyone can see it. My Darth Vader Christmas sweater on. I know. That's a good one. Yeah. I just wore I just wore a t-shirt, and it just says, we came to slay, as in, like, Santa's Like a sleigh. It just says, this is my jolly face. And it's just Darth Vader's face. Which <laughs> <laughs> is me in the one. morning. But. Yes. <laughs> I do like ugly Christmas sweater. Yeah. So if so anyone has an ugly Christmas sweater, ugly holiday one. sweater yeah. overall, and you want to send it to us, just uh, shoot it over. We'll be really yes. excited to look at we'll it. We'll share it. Yeah. Let everybody else see what you've got going on in your closet. Exactly. <laughs> so I think with that, then, we're going to wrap up this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, this has been Grad Life on Holiday. So hopefully you guys can commiserate with some of the points <laughs> that we brought up throughout this episode. Um, other than that, we hope everyone has a really safe and happy holiday. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you. Thank you.